Hi everybody and welcome to Faurocto. Sitting in front of me is John Denham. And sitting in front of me is Bobby Gaucher. Never beside each other. No, no, it would sound weird. Yeah, it would be off. Just the audio quality would not be good. How are you doing, Bobby? Not too bad. And yourself? Not too bad at all. And what word are we going to be talking about in this episode? It's not going to be an easy one. Mm-hmm. It's going to be challenging. Not gonna be, we... It's not going to be fun? No. I wish it was fun. Mm-hmm. I offered up snacks, but that was turned down. Yeah. That's not an appropriate word. No. So, instead, let's do reparations. Okay. Okay, so Bobby, the reason that this word came up is because uh, I was listening to an interview with an African student in Ukraine, where they have a lot of people who come from various countries in Africa to study things like engineering because it's a very good education and it doesn't cost as much as if they go to France or the UK or the US. And then the war started and all these people suddenly realized that they had to flee the country. Then they realized that fleeing the country wasn't as easy for them as it was for the white Ukrainian people. Okay, and there's no there's no arguing here that these people are Ukrainian. They're not. They're they're from different countries, right? They're they're on student visas and that kind of thing. But when it came time to get on the train, for example, to go to the border, Poland, the train conductors who were basically letting everybody on for free were, would not let on the black people. Okay, right? They were just like no. Not even equality if you're fleeing from war. No, exactly. And they uh, then had to find various means to get, they tried to, you know, hitch rides. People just wouldn't take them. Get to the border eventually. The Polish people don't want them either. And so, you know, just to be clear about the situation, these people do have homes to go to in their native countries in Africa. They're not like the Ukrainian people whose homes are being destroyed and they have to seek refuge somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So what has happened to the the main person who was being interviewed was that he is now in Berlin. He has to prove that he can support himself and then he will be able to continue his education there if he wants to. Okay, fine. Uh, But the thing that occurred to me listening to this and the reason that I'm now talking nonstop for two minutes and this isn't a fun episode, sorry everybody, is it occurred to me that if England or France or Belgium, one of the traditionally nasty colonial powers as far as Africans are concerned would let people like this guy study in their universities for free, that would be a form of something that I thought could be called soft reparations because reparations is a thorny issue. People don't, you know, it's hard to quantify how much money should be given for reparations, whether it be slavery or... Should reparations even be money? Or should it be money or whatever, right? So this is an example of something that occurred to me was interesting because it was a way of, let's just say, giving back. It's relatively small, but still real for people who... Yeah, like, we took your countries for years, enslaved you, but now the bare minimum we could do is educate you. And these people clearly fall into a different category from Ukrainians who are refugees who, according to, you know, various conventions and stuff can seek refuge in different countries, right? Yeah, and if you look at, like, the way Canada's treating the refugee situation with Ukrainians, our doors are absolutely open. Mm -hmm. But five years ago, 
the Syrian refugees, that was a huge fight to like even get them over here, have them accepted. What are they going to do when they're here? So it's like there's obviously a class system when it comes to what refugees are likable. Or a caste system. That's a word that's become kind of like commonplace in these discussions recently, right? So, Mm. uh, but refugee is perhaps a different episode. So let's just, because those are all interesting subjects and I totally agree that there's all kinds of things to talk about. But let's just talk about reparations for a bit because I think Mm. you've thought about reparations possibly more than I have. So I'd like to get your input. Uh, I love the idea of reparations. I think... That if you're going to try and apologize for something that you did wrong, two instances like on this side of the ocean is slavery in the states that happened for 400 years. And they went, oh, sorry about that. And then in Canada, stealing a country from Native people and then segregating them into a very small part of the country and saying, well, sorry now. Oh, yeah, those kids that we sent to school to become white, that didn't go great. Sorry about that. So now we're stuck in a place that, like, how do you apologize for these awful things and being terrible, but in a productive way? Like, we spoke about it earlier, like, giving billions isn't going to do much. You have to give it with, like, some sort of, here's how it's going, like a plan. Um, So, yeah, so thinking about reparations and a way for them to be productive, I think, is not something that governments are doing or people who owe reparations. Like, reparations aren't a band-aid. They're an actual solution. And I think what we have right now are band-aids and suggestions of like, can't we just do this? Please, isn't this fine? I was like, no, you have to actually fix the problem. Because reparations has the idea of repairing. Yeah. Right? It's not a band-aid. It's it's repairing something that was broken. Repair something. Ideally, you don't have to go back in three years and repair it again. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You're, You're trying to fundamentally... Fix it as much as is possible, mm, right? Like, close the issue. So I think the idea of soft reparations, and, like, England's a great example of it. So the sun never sets on the British Empire. All of those countries that you touched and you wrecked for years, give them everything you have. Like, if you have this phenomenal schooling system, let people access it. There's no reason for people, like, the idea that they're about to refund or... Get rid of $1.6 trillion of student debt in the States is insane because education should be a right. I understand it's a privilege. It's great. But if you have it, you should be giving it to people. And the better educated your population is, the better your country is. Right. And and it also, even from a purely kind of mercantile perspective, edu- having an educated labor force in other countries that you can access either by having them immigrate to your country or outsourcing work to that country. India is kind of a good example of that. A lot of stuff's outsourced mm. to India, right? It benefits the former colonial powers anyway to have access yeah. to that. So so there's even a, a selfish reason to do it. But I but this is it, right? Like you could this is this is an easy one uh, sort of pillar of a system of soft reparations. So that nobody needs to go like, well, we're sending, if we send you $5 billion, how do we know where that money's going to go? How do we know that some dictator is not going to pocket it? Which is, I guess, reasonable. But like, this is, this is real, affecting real people's lives in a positive way, right? If you can say, come to our universities. And it would also change education in a very like positive way. Because right, like I went to McGill and McGill's mostly white people taught by old white people. Great. But the idea that, like, especially if you have African immigrants coming and learning, 
there, some will stay. And that changes your process of education and like influences it. So it's not always like here we have Western views only. Mm-hmm. So it would add an element of like, oh yeah, the rest of the world is this way and that's how you live. So like incorporate it into your country. You have a better understanding of like how terrible your country was to other people. Mm-hmm. And I think like Canada's its own issue because you can't tell people, give us your kids, we'll educate them. Because we did that before. It went terribly. That's true. And and how about like the devil's advocate Canadian would say, you know, England's one thing, France is one thing, Belgium's one, Belgium's one thing, Portugal, wherever. Mm-hmm. But uh, Canada didn't colonize Africa, right? So the reparations in terms of opening universities to African people here is not quite the same and even, equation. Um, so if we open, like, let's say you give free university to First Nations, that's... I know it's been discussed because, like, it's not necessarily something they want. They don't want to go to McGill. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to go to McGill either. Uh, James McGill had slaves. Mm-hmm. Like, you're in almost like a no-win situation in Canada with the idea of soft reparations. Mm-hmm. But also, Canadian reparations are about 50 to 80 years old, whereas English, even, like, in the States, it's 400 to 500 years old. Mm-hmm. So this is, like, we have kind of a different situation as opposed to colonization. Right. And and without being too Canadian about this, because this is an international podcast, uh, just repairing like the water pipes or something for, uh, and I'm I'm doing the bare minimum. Like it's the bare minimum Michigan. for right. How does a city not have clean water? Yeah. Um, okay, so so we're we're in agreement that reparations is a thing that there's a di- there's a different way of looking at reparations than just signing a check. Oh, absolutely! I think signing a check isn't reparations. Money doesn't solve problems. Mm-hmm. Well, some people think it. There, there, I think that there would be like a black activist in the States who would say, uh, yeah, just like give money to every black family or something, right? I've, I I've think it's a good this. start. But like, even if you just give money, like there has to be kind of a plan of how to use that money and how to use it in a way that you're going to earn more money from it. Right. So, and the other perspective is that if for centuries, a group has been systematically disenfranchised in an economic sense as well as a voting sense, so they can never catch up. This mm-hmm. is a way of helping people catch up other than giving them money, is giving them education, right? Yeah. Because if you gave black people free education just across the board, that would be a kind of soft reparation that would have an impact within a generation or two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, so it's interesting, and I've thought about this in the past, because I feel really, really privileged to like have such a great education and good foundation. But I understand how white university education in North America is. And I would extend it to England and France. It's just predominantly like this very white historical institution that other people don't see themselves in. So maybe while it could be a very good and productive reparation, I think the actual institution would have to change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it could almost be the idea would be almost like reparation universities, like special institution let's say institution not university right so you don't have to use the same word even yeah and like by doing that we've trapped ourselves back into what residential schools were well i mean (laughs) it sounds like it but it didn't be that way and of course we can't be white people saying this is the the solution for you guys too right just reparations in general have to be a conversation white people can't decide what reparations are right the repairing is from the other side so it's upsetting that there's not a constant conversation about reparations. It's upsetting that the main 
voice in reparations is white people being like, we are going to fix it. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. I'm worried. Mm-hmm. All right. I feel like we've we've given this our best shot as as white people in in the sense that <laughs> we should have probably had a black person on the show. And, yeah. and talk, well, there you go. Future episode. We'll have our maybe our maybe our first guest could talk about. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we didn't solve the world. No, no, but like we we are you know looking at things from new angles, and this was a slightly different perspective on the idea of reparations. So, thank everybody for listening. And Let us know what you think. Yeah, yeah. Please let us know what you think. The uh, email address is in the show notes and we'll be talking to you soon. Bye, Bobby. Bye, John.